Hello, Springford, and welcome to the Ramcast. I'm Aaron Crew, Director of Communications, Marketing, and Media, and as always, I have with me here Andrew Rothermel, Manager of Communications Media. Hey, Andrew, how you doing? Hello, we're back for another one. Another episode. We usually we've come up with this habit of saying, "Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you?" We need to break that. Let's shake it up a yeah. little bit. What are we doing? We're going to jump right in with three things to know. Three things to know. Okay. We're going to skip over word of the day. We'll come back to it though. Let's start with three things to know. All right. The three things to know that I have today are the 2020 census. The U.S. census is required from our U.S. Constitution, which states that an actual enumeration of the population must take place every 10 years. Did you know this has happened every decade since 1790? I didn't know that. And I actually met with the census lady. I'm a big, big nerd. I really like information and data and, and information like our, our population. The last time we had a real solid count of the people living in Springford was 2010. And wow. a lot has changed in the past 10 years. So I'm really looking forward to new numbers coming out this summer. Yeah, that brings me right to the next one, that the census is a direct count of the total number of U.S. residents, which includes legal, long-term, and this is used to collect biographical data on the U.S. population. And the census is used to determine the distribution of about 900 billion, that's a B, for federally funded programs, a lot of which are in education. So the census is really important. It is. We'll be sending more information out to our Springford community in RAM review, board notes, weekly updates, as we get information from the census. It'll be, uh, I think they're doing mailers, just traditional postcard mailers. We're in cahoots with the Postal Service uh, with our Springford postcards, but the census will be using traditional U.S. Postal Service as well to get information out to residents. So... As that information comes out, we'll be sending it to home as well. That's great. Let's go back to the word of the day now, okay? Okay. So my word is subscribe. And our listeners will find out pretty quickly, I love plugging Ram Country TV. So subscribe, the word is defined as arranged to receive something regularly by paying in advance. But did you know subscribing to Ram Country TV is completely free? Totally and completely free. On YouTube. And you get to see everything that is going on with our district, including concerts, sporting events, and even some classroom activities. I subscribe to RCTV, and I love it because as soon as you push out a video, it comes right into my inbox. So I don't miss a beat from athletic events to concerts that you cover, and and RCTV covers a lot of concerts, to spotlight videos and field trips and on board and soups on. There's just so much content that's available through RCTV on YouTube, that subscribe button really makes a big difference. My word of the day, I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit. It's two words. It's five stars. We have been on the podcast now for a few weeks, and I'm hoping that people are enjoying what they're hearing. So if uh, the audience out there likes what they hear, go into Apple and to Google Play and give us five stars. Tell us what you think in the comments, or if you want to give us feedback directly, you can email us at news at spring-4.net. That's N-E-W-S at spring-4.net. And we'll take your feedback. We have 26 episodes planned, but we do have a few openings. So we're more than welcome and more than inviting of your feedback, what you want to hear us talk about, what you want to learn about, what we haven't yet planned on covering. Um, so yeah, 
kind of a kind of a sneaky move I pulled there with two words, but five stars. I like it. So go leave us a review. Now why don't we talk to Katie Baker and John Hughes? Okay. Hi guys, how are you? Good afternoon. Good to see you. Hi, Aaron. Good Hi. to see you. So this is your first podcast for both of you. Yes, it is. It's it a is. <laughs> we'll get through it together. It's a lot of fun. This is our third or fourth. I've lost count now, um, but we're enjoying it a lot. We're learning a lot about the district, and we're excited today to learn about what our counselors do here at Springford. We're talking about school counseling because it is um, around school counseling week, which highlights the tremendous impact that school counselors can have in helping students achieve school success and plan for a career. That is a mouthful, but that hardly even scratches on what the two of you do. If we were to Google what does a school counselor do, which I did actually do, uh, the results were pretty much endless. But John, let's start off with you to learn a little bit about what a school counselor does at the elementary level. Sure. I, I hope you have enough time for the full answer because, as you said, it's it, going to be a it lot. It would be endless, but I'll try to make it as concise as possible. And even in doing that, we'll probably leave off some of the roles. Um, the school counselor at the elementary level, in in general, is there to facilitate student growth, both academically, socially, personally, emotionally, and more recently, even at the elementary level, preparing them for life beyond high school, what their careers and what their paths may be. Um, that's more or less how school counselors roll in a nutshell. And it's hard to think at the elementary level preparing for post-high school life. It is, and it is, you know, we have kindergarten students coming in, and and obviously we ask them, what what do you want to do? And we'll get things like, I want to be a baseball player, a football player, I want to be a gymnast, I want to be a doctor, a lot of veterinarians. And so even that is starting to prepare them as we explore the interests and the avenues that they want to go. So for you, what does a typical day look like as an elementary school counselor? I know it's going to be different every day. Yep. But and that's one of the, the things I like most about the job is that it is different every day, and every day brings some new experiences. I'd say a fairly typical day starts out um, with our elementary day with some sort of either meeting or, or consultation happening with staff members and, and looking at um, one of the uh, students' needs in, in that way a little more formally. Um, then we rolls into some duties. Most school counselors have some duties that are required of the school to keep things running, whether it's buses or student drop-off. Um, and then what, what the thing we enjoy most is getting a chance to work with the kids. So we're looking at being in the classrooms for whole group guidance lessons, uh, working with kids in small groups to support skill development, and occasionally working with students individually based on the needs that they have. Um, lunch period is usually fun, too, and it's not duty-related. It's getting some kids to do lunch groups, a little more informal, just to, just being a chance to get to know them a little bit. Um, and then maybe some more lessons in the afternoon and ending with a wrap-up for the day, talking with teachers while, while you can grab them in between all the busy things that they have to do. Uh, that's fairly typical. And then there are certainly things that come up that become pressing that you have to address right away. And I've been in your building, and I've, I've seen your space, and it's super comfortable. It's very cozy. It's very welcoming to both kids, parents, and faculty members. Um, how important was that to you to build a space that was going to be that welcoming? It is, because as you said, we, we do work with all of those uh, subgroups of a, of a school system, the students, the staff, faculty members, parents, and administration. So mm -hmm. I really wanted a space that you could transition between any one of those seamlessly. So I have chairs in there, you'll notice, that are right the size for kids. I have chairs that are more right the size for adults. I'm very fortunate to have a big enough space where I can fit a, a full class in there if I need to, but also make it a little more uh, formal and make it a smaller setting based on the tables and things that I have. So it's real important to be able to, to switch those hats 
um, from working with with people in full groups to individuals to, to small groups and the space that I have really lets that lets that flow and lets that happen. Mm-hmm. It's a very comfortable place to be, I think. So. I like it. Yeah. I might move in there soon. <laughs> <laughs> the range from elementary to secondary can be pretty drastic. So, Katie, can you talk a little bit about what you do at the secondary level? Sure. Yeah, I think um, – We see a lot of similarities as far as the focus on individual growth, um, academic growth. Um, But at the secondary level, we really work on getting students to empowering students. So um, working through um, life stressors, social, emotional, day-to-day. We also focus on the after-high school planning, so career and college planning um, is is a major focus for us. So your background um, wasn't initially in school counseling. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came uh, into becoming a school counselor and where you started? Sure. Yeah, I was. I started here as an English teacher. I taught um, English for 12 years. And um, as I started, I turtled my way through the uh, program for school counselor at Westchester University. I took a class. Um, but really what prompted me to take the class is I noticed that I had students talking to me after class, staying after school, lingering, wanting to to chat with me, writing about some of these things that I knew I wasn't equipped to handle as an English teacher, and I knew I needed more more training, and, and I really found that that was my calling. And that's, that's a great pivot to go from the classroom where you're with kids every day to helping them as a school counselor as well. So we did just have uh, Dr. Nugent and Trish Benner from the Future Planning Center on how do your jobs as school counselors sort of parallel the Future Planning Center, and how are they a little bit different? Yeah, well, we follow the house model here at the high school, which is really wonderful because we get to know the students. Um, we work very closely with students and families. We build that relationship from ninth grade through senior year. Um, so our focus is really about the individual growth, the academic planning, social and emotional, um, the day-to-day, um, whereas our future planning center counselors really work with students um, to kind of further that senior year. They work on the career and the college planning, um, and it's wonderful to have them. They are such an asset to our team. Mm-hmm. They are very knowledgeable, and, and they work with college planning and career planning every year so that, you know, as we come from ninth grade through 12th grade, we can can really tap into their expertise and, and you know, they really help us. Mm-hmm. When I went to school, I had a guidance counselor and I loved her. She was fantastic. Mm-hmm. We did lunch bunch there. We don't call you guys guidance counselors anymore. We call you school counselors. And that has been a change that took part recently. Can you explain a little bit about the difference between the two? Sure. I'm glad that you had an experience where you remember your guidance counselor in elementary <laughs> years because um, some of the feedback I got when I first took the position from parents were, well, we never knew we had a counselor. So most likely mm-hmm. you did. They just would have been more of a behind-the-scenes person that might have worked with students more individually or on as a reactive basis or as needed which would have been the guidance counselor. The, the, switch, to the switch to the school counselor now uh, indicates just how comprehensive the school counseling position is in working with the entire school system. Um, it really is not a behind-the-scenes job anymore. School counselors are the, the front in a lot of ways and leading a lot of the programs that are happening at the school, both through the, the future planning piece and the career, re- career readiness, but also the, the pro-social programs that run a lot of elementary schools, a lot of the unity days and things that are happening at the secondary level that really becomes a, a face associated with the school. And I think that's one of the 
the big switch is it's meant in trying to switch from that guidance counsel role to a school counsel role. And in addition to school counselors, we also have school psychologists, which uh, not a lot of people know about. And if I were to have to answer the question today, I probably wouldn't have a good answer. So can you explain the difference between those two roles? Sure. Yeah. Well, the school counselor um, works with the family. Similarly, the school psychologist will will really uh, do a lot of the testing for us. So as we're identifying students with needs, um, academic needs, if we're, we're seeing that there is a deficit in any area, um, that is a referral to the school psychologist. And the school psychologist takes it from there and helps us program for the student appropriately. The overlap would be that we're, we're all in a lot of the same teams together, mm-hmm. the instructional support teams or the SAP teams that you can have a school psychologist and a school counselor involved. And um, like Katie was saying, the, the difference is the school psychologist would take over when any kind of formal assessments were being made or any kind of formal diagnosis to make recommendations um, for a student's future programming. That's when a school psychologist mm-hmm. would get involved. And John, <clears throat> your whole family is Springford Proud. Your kids are going here. Your wife is a teacher here. She's a teacher now. Yes, she's an instructional support teacher at Upper Providence, yes. And what does living in the Spring Ford community mean to you? So we've lived in Spring Ford um, before having kids and even before being both employed here. It was where we we set roots. And it really is, it's, it's an honor to be a part of a community that really takes pride in student achievements. And we see that by the, the way the board recognizes things and the way the media picks up on different stories that happen in Spring Ford. And it's all achievements varying from academic achievements to athletic achievements to achievements in, in media and arts. Everything that the students do, the community really takes a sense of pride in that. And to be able to say, I not only have students that go to this school, but I'm an employee in that school is, is something I do take pride in and I enjoy sharing with people. And Katie, you have two little ones? I have three. Three little ones. And we are also in the district. (laughs) (laughs) How does being a school counselor help you at home um, when dealing with sort of, you've had all these kids during the day and now you've got the three most important at home. How does that home to work life balance work out? It's a challenge. It definitely is a challenge. Some days I I find I'm taking home much more emotional um, mental work than than carrying a a briefcase home. Um, And sometimes that's challenging to separate the family life. But again, as you mentioned, the three most important people and and just kind of realizing and and helping them, guiding them with their um, development as well, you know, when they're having a bad day and recognizing that and also trying to set my bad day on the shelf when I'm concerned about whatever happened here in the building you know I need to set that on the shelf and really attend to them because Mm -hmm. they are you know the primary number one well we like to end every podcast with some fun so I'm going to throw it to Andrew he's going to ask you some random questions oh my so I'm the fun one um so we'll start with you John I'm gonna give you five questions just short quick answers uh cats or dogs dogs who inspires you? Uh, my wife, um, for all the, the work that she's put into being who she is and uh, the, the job and position that she has. Yeah. Who was the last person you texted? Uh, my wife, probably. <laughs> I'm not a big text guy. <laughs> what is your favorite pizza topping? Uh, extra cheese. And last, what's your favorite thing to watch on RCTV? Soup's on. Superintendent didn't even say that. <laughs> that was the first one that came to my mind. <laughs> it is not parent central. anything with Bill Culp. <laughs> the parent central episodes to, uh, to be coming soon, hopefully. <laughs> Stay tuned. <Yes. laughs> All right. Katie, 
where is your favorite place on earth? Oh my, probably home. Cats or dogs? Dogs. What's your favorite meal? I love burgers. That's a good one. And fries. Always got to have the fries. What's your favorite TV show? Oh my, uh, before Netflix or after? Whenever. I think Netflix could count as TV, Yeah. right? Oh. It's TV. Yeah, that's a tough one. I I, I feel like I, I don't get as much time to watch TV. Um, I'm, I'm usually distracted. So, uh, gosh, I'm really falling short here. I watch everything on Bravo. Andrew, I haven't answered any of the random questions yet. Um, but every time Andrew asks the TV question, I think, man, which Bravo show would I There we go. Thank you, Aaron. I do watch Southern Charm, but it's not currently on. I'm waiting for the next season to load. So We'll, we'll have a lot to talk about. We sure will. A lot of not, Bravo not in our DVR home, too. Below Deck, Below deck is, is a there Mediterranean one. and... Yeah. Caspian City, all the stuff that Below Deck has. Yes. Do a plug for Below Deck. <laughs> Let's do a whole now. new podcast. Let's yeah, it's just about Bravo. Bravo. So, and then lastly, what's your favorite thing to watch on RCTV? Um, yeah, I'm going to say Soup's On too. We did make some changes to Soup's On recently. So I think that the popularity is just going to keep growing. We take them out in the community. We went to a coffee shop once. It's a hit. It's a big hit. <laughs> so thanks, guys. That's all the questions I have for you. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, we really appreciate taking time out of your day, coming, talking to us, talking to the Spring Forward community a little bit. And we're excited to keep going with this. We might have you back again. Thank Fantastic. you for having us. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Yeah.